What's up, everybody? This is the Playmaker Football Betting Show, hosted by me, Sheffield Shuffler, and JJ taking the points. Gruden, what's up, JJ? What's going on, Pete? Week two, man. Week two. Before you know, it's gonna be week six, and then it's gonna be like week eleven, and then it's gonna be playoffs, and then it's gonna be over. So take every season and every week, you know, uh, while you got it, and take it for granted. Yeah, d- don't definitely don't take it for granted. It for granted. Yeah. Especially days where you don't have it, right? Like today. That's a Wednesday. We have something to look forward to tomorrow. Um, I'm pretty sure I beat you last week, if I'm not mistaken. Am I? We're keeping uh, track of know. our record. I didn't keep track of it, to be honest with you. I think I did okay, right. though. If you went 3-0 and or 4-0 and or 5-0, and I think you beat me. Maybe I got a couple wrong. Okay. Because I really want to see you eat one of those spicy chips and record <laughs> it. <laughs> that's gonna be my first uh first uh, request okay so um jj do you have any takeaways like what, what's one big takeaway from last week um you know there's there's a few i think uh the first thing first and foremost is not to overreact on a bunch of things right i mean you saw the 49ers lose to chicago and chicago in a freaking monsoon and i don't think you should take anything away from justin fields and chicago how relentless they were but um, then again, you shouldn't also jump to conclusions. I mean, new quarterback, new offense. You saw that with uh, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis when they're tied against the Texans. Um, you know, you, you saw Marcus Mariota jump out to an early league, and then you saw, you know, Jameis Winston come back. Um, there's just don't overreact, right? We're going to get to the swing of things. You want to get the, uh, the the lube on the oils or, and to make it, like, turn a little bit more, and um, you're going to see some of the things start to come into fruition that you thought – uh, before the season started. So um, I wouldn't overreact on anything, but uh, shout out to Justin Fields, my guy, Justin Fields, like in your Chicago bears, if you're a Chicago bear fan anymore. Um, actually, I, I don't even want you to like, enjoy that win. Don't even enjoy that. Cause that was a huge win for Chicago. Shout out to the city of Chicago. Love yeah. Justin Fields. And uh, that's, a, that's a big win for him. But um, that's, I mean, that's really what I have to say. Yeah, that was uh pretty exciting. I don't know how much you can really look, look at it. I think the most embarrassing thing is the conditions of the field. If you look at soldier field and uh, you know, they're in a constant battle with the city of Chicago and the mayor um, to get that moved out to Arlington Heights, which is in like the suburbs, uh, not really in the city limits. Uh, and I think that's an example right there, exactly why they want to get the hell out of there because it's just ridiculous. Isn't that disgusting? It's a professional football stadium and that's what it looked like. They had to squeegee out so much water. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I mean, it was like a slip and slide, giant slip and slide. I mean, but this whole city of Chicago sucks. So, uh, sorry if you live in Chicago. Whoa, no offense, Pete. No, what? What did I what, what, what I say? What did I say? City of Chicago is one of the most beautiful cities in the entire country, bar none. I I think there's a lot of people who can argue with that. I mean, sure, it maybe look beautiful, but we can make a little argument. I don't want to get into that though on this show. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, All right. Boy. Well, JJ, we got a uh, a fun game tomorrow. Nice and exciting. We got Ooh. a uh, Chargers and Chiefs matchup. Why don't you go first and tell me what you got in this uh, Chargers-Chiefs game Thursday night? Sure. I mean, uh, first and foremost, the best team uh, of week one was definitely the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they crushed Arizona. They made them their bitch, and they ran up the score, and they kept scoring. And uh, I think uh, it was a statement game to remind the league that the Chiefs are still there. You know what I mean? Even though they lost Tyree Kill and there's a lot of speculation there and seeing uh, all these new receivers come in and, and uh, you know, there, there was a lot of uncertainty if they're going to, you know, come back and, and be that same team, especially with the division that they're in. 
but I think that was a statement and they wanted to show everybody, all the fans that they're there to stay. And Patrick Mahomes is still magical. Right. So um, mm-hmm. going into this game tonight, you're looking at the chart or tomorrow, you're looking at the chargers and the chiefs and um, you know, the chargers last year, they ended up upsetting Kansas city in Kansas city. Um, but this year, I think it's going to be a little different. I think that Kansas city remembers that um, this game is going to be an arrowhead. It's going to be loud. And again, I think they're going to want to make a statement, right? They want to take this win and uh, just show, you know, charter fans, chargers, the whole nine that Kansas city is going to win this division again. Um, and and I think they're going to do it pretty easily too. I think this could be even a blowout. Uh, I like Kansas city minus four here. Uh, I might even take the alternate line to minus seven. And I might even sprinkle on the minus nine and a half too. I think they could win by double digits. Uh, pretty crazy to say that, but um, you know, I just think there's going to be a lot of people on the Chargers because how good they played last week and all the hype surrounding that team. But again, Kansas City is a team to watch out for, and they're going to prove it again tomorrow night. Yeah, JJ, I'm with you on the uh, on the Chiefs side. So I also have Chiefs at minus four. They won three out of their last five meetings. Uh, Chiefs scored five touchdowns this weekend. Okay, all of them were thrown by Patrick Mahomes, who also had 35 fantasy points this week. Tyreek, who? JJ, what's my sweatshirt say? Tyreek? Tyreek? That's a Ty- I love that sweatshirt, man. That's Tyreek nice. who, dude? That's a that's a plug, SheffieldShuffler.com. Dude, Tyreek who? Everyone was so worried, right? Tyreek Hill's gone. Oh, his his number one receiver outside of Kelsey. Who's he going to throw to? The guy had 35 fantasy points. He also had 360 passing yards, which was the most by any QB in week one. 144 QB rating. These Chiefs, you know, they beat the Cardinals by 23 points. It's their first game home at Arrowhead. I think this is a bad situation if you're the Chargers. Keenan Allen is already ruled out of that game. Uh, Chiefs ranked ninth in yards against them already. Uh, Chiefs also covered 10 times last season, one of those being against the Chargers, who were a three-point underdog, and the Chiefs beat them by six. So for those reasons, I'm with you, J.J., yeah, I think yeah, I think it's everyone's gonna be on that that Chargers side. Yeah, I think they're gonna think it's a close game where the Chargers win. Um, you know, I think I heard I was listening to somebody say about like Keenan Allen being out, but that spread kind of stayed the same or went up a point and Vegas already made this line, blah 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 blah. But I just think that the Chiefs are gonna absolutely beat the brakes off the Chargers this week. Yes, and on that same note, I have a prop in this game as well that I really love. Juju Smith Schuster over 55 and a half receiving yards. Okay. The Chargers are ranked 25th. They're ranked 25th in passing yards allowed last week. So allowing a lot of passing yards. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster got over 20% of the target share last week. Okay. And he also had double the amount of air yards as MVS. Chargers allowed nine passes of 15 yards or more. And they didn't just stop Devontae Adams. He had his way with him. He had over 140 receiving yards. Last week, Juju had 79 yards on six catches, over 55 and a half. People were saying sometimes if if he smashes this, you're not going to see under 55 for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, Juju Smith, I mean, I know a lot of people uh, in my fantasy league, though, personally, they were all after him. Of how well he was doing and his target share that he was getting throughout that game. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, you know, Thursday night, prime time and the primetime games all in general, it's usually a low scoring affair divisional game too. It could be a low scoring game and it could be a little bit more defensively. However, I do like that 55 and a half yards seems too free. But I'm going to do one of you better. 
Yeah, I, I, do I me do better, JJ. I want to do a little bit better. I'm, I'm going to give you another prop for this one too. I like Mike Williams over 66 and a half uh, or uh, 65 and a half uh, uh, receiving yards for this one. Uh, Mike Williams, you know, like I said a little earlier, Keenan Allen's out. So Justin Herbert's going to have to find a target. And if the Chargers end up being down for this game, I do like Mike Williams to kind of come in, get some garbage time points. You can look for a couple big deep balls too throughout the game. Mike Williams is a big target. He's going to go over these Chiefs DBs because even Kyle, Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins last week, he still threw for a lot of yards and he still threw for a lot of passing touchdowns and he completed a lot of passes against this Chiefs defense. Look for this offense to be just a little bit better and for them to complete some more passes. But then again, I don't think they're going to have the firepower to compete with the Chiefs, but I do think Mike Williams gets there. Absolutely. He's a wide receiver one with Keenan Allen out, right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Targeting two wide receiver ones on the Thursday night game to have the rece- uh, receiving yards go over. I like it. Uh, right, JJ. So that is our Thursday night game. We're both on the Chiefs. I like Juju. JJ likes Mike Williams. So let's move into our three picks for this week. How's that sound good? Let's go. How about you start us off, Pete? I want to get some, I need to get some energy. All right. Let's start it. We're going <laughs> to go with the Dolphins versus the Ravens. And I like this at under 45 and a half. So, uh, Dolphins and Ravens. Run game for both of these teams last week was sad, okay? Chase Edmonds had 25 rushing yards on 12 attempts. Raheem Mostert, 16 yards. Kenyon Drake only had 31 yards. Lamar only had 17. Uh, Lamar has a very good fantasy matchup. Uh, He's projected, I guess, 22 points. That's fourth highest in quarterbacks. Tua is just over 16 points. It's 17th among quarterbacks. Uh, Both of these defenses uh, played really well last week, regardless of who they played, only allowing seven and nine points. Dolphins offense rankings, not very good either. 17th in points per game, 28th in rushing yards. Ravens ranked 25th in yards per game and 30th in rushing yards. So I see a lot of uh, emphasis on them going to have to throw the ball if they're not going to be able to rush it. And I just see this going under 44 and a half from uh, this lack of offense, or at least a uh, two good defenses. Now, last year, the Dolphins really contained Lamar Jackson. It was in Miami, though, so give them benefit of the doubt there. But I believe they won like 21 to 10 or 22 to 10 last year. And that defense Correct. is still intact for Miami. So I do like that play. I do like them to kind of hold uh, the Ravens down a little bit. I mean, if they can't put up that many points against just, but the thing is, I just don't know if I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, Peter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good this Baltimore Ravens defense really is, though. At the end of the day, they did play against the Jets with a Joe Flacco ran quarterback. So that's just the kind of like what's going to happen there. Um, you know what I mean? So sure. I just watch out for that because their secondary is so bad. And I think Mike McDaniel for the Dolphins is going to draw up some plays for Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. That, that's a dangerous, dangerous duo right there. Mm. But anyway, I'm just playing devil's advocate. They have to do it. Um, Fair enough. Looking at one of my plays, I'm actually looking at – I'll start with the New York Giants minus two against the Carolina Panthers. Look, the Carolina Panthers looked abysmal uh, last week against Cleveland. I had Cleveland Browns. They made it a game towards the end. They ended up taking the lead. Uh, just fluke shit happened during that game. And uh, Baker Mayfield was making a couple throws. A couple late flags were thrown. Questionable penalties. There was one in the back of the end zone where – it was rough in the passer when it was a clean hit, obviously. And sure enough, those penalties are going to happen. But uh, the refs try to make that a ball game, especially for uh, Baker's little homecoming with his former team. But with that being said, I do like the New York Giants. I think Brian Dabble is doing a fantastic job, and he has balls. And he brought those balls from Buffalo to New York, and he's bringing them a new identity. Uh, for what they did last week 
against the Tennessee Titans, a uh, a powerhouse in the AFC South. I mean, that's that's big for the Giants. That is huge, and they're going to build off of that. I don't think the Carolina Panthers are that good. Um, I think if you look at these two teams, I think you give the benefit of the doubt to the New York Giants because they're going to take that momentum off of that win from last week and carry it over. I still don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, and I think the New York Giants are going to be ready. Give me the New York Giants minus two. New York Giants, first time they woke, woke up being 1-0 since, what, 2016? Yeah. I mean, the crazy part is, too, I mean, they could have rolled over and died. They were, like, down 3-20, to 20, or, or what was it, 3-17 to 17 or whatever it was, 16, and, and and they fought their way back and tied the game 20-20 20 to 20 towards the end or, and then took the lead, you know, by 21-20. 20, and uh, most of the time I would think that team would roll over and die in the second half, but they didn't. They showed resiliency. New team, new mo- new mojo. And it's going to be at home as well, um, covering two points. Uh, good play there, JJ. I support you in that endeavor. Thank you. I appreciate it, Peter. Um, <laughs> next game I have here. This is a lot of points this early in the season. The Seahawks and Geno Smith, right? This is a dirty play. We were talking about this before the show, and there's just like some ugly spots, right? Would you say this is an ugly spot? getting uh, nine points with the Seahawks here. You know, that number looks very familiar, and I think it has to do with the amount of games Gino has covered in a row. Did you know that he's 9-0 and his last nine games covering the spread? I didn't, and I appreciate you sharing that, though. That makes me feel better. Look at that. You got a little smile on your face there, Pete. Yeah. Well, and I realized that if the Broncos don't fumble twice on the one-yard line, this the score and the conversation is a lot different, right? We know that those are two touchdowns 99% of the time. So it's a different score, different conversations. But um, Seahawks and 49ers gave up about the same amount of rushing yards last week. Uh, Seahawks gave up the third most passing yards last week. George Kittle still unknown. Um, I still need to see um, something out of Trey Lance before I believe that he can cover nine points. Uh, this total is also set at 41 and a half. I think that's a pretty large spread for the total being so low. So for this early in the season, I'll take the surprising Seahawks with nine points. And also, I love that in any kind of teaser, JJ, teasing this up another six, six and a half from the nine, I really like that. Especially for a divisional game, right? I mean, shit, you're getting nine points in a division game. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw how good the Seahawks looked defensively last week against Russ and them. I mean, sure, they drove down the field and they fumbled on the one-yard line, but, I mean, they still stayed intact. Man, Geno Smith did a great job offensively. So, what do you mm-hmm. say at the end of the game? You try to write me off, but you can't. But I didn't write back yet. <laughs> That's the problem, yeah. Didn't write Love it back. It. Yeah, that was good. Love it. Love it. Uh, let's keep it going, though. I, I do like that play. I do like the Seahawks plus nine. I mean, there's so many double-digit spreads, and it's from teams that ended up losing last week. It's that overreaction like I talked about last uh, earlier in the show. But let's go ahead and look at one of the teams that I think are going to absolutely demolish the other, and that's the Los Angeles Rams against the Atlanta Falcons. I am taking L.A. all day, every day here. Uh, they're going to blow this team out. Okay, first and foremost, the Saints, you know, they had Jameis Winston coming back you know, from injury. This is like first full game back divisional game. I knew it was going to be a close, uh, you know, grudge match. And eventually Jameis Winston pulled it off because he will be the MVP this year. That's another story. Um, Let's go ahead and look at this Los Angeles Rams team. I mean, offensively, they're built like no other. They're, they're a different team than the Saints. Okay. We're going from Matt Stafford, a Super Bowl winning offense to from the uh, New Orleans Saints. 
Who can you name on the Atlanta Falcons, Pete? I asked you that question last week, I think. You couldn't name me a soul. Can you still name me a soul after watching week one? Can't name you a soul, JJ. That means yeah, shit. Got so, I mean, good. I, this, this team is going to fuck up the Falcons, man. And look, and it's not even that on the offensive side of the ball. Look at defensively. They got Jalen Ramsey. They got Aaron Donald to plug the mole, uh, to plug the hole for uh, Cordell Patterson. Patterson. They're not going to get anything on the outside. Kyle Pitts is going to probably be uh, gone just like he was last week. You got Drake London being covered by Jalen Ramsey. You got other good defenders there uh, with you know Bobby Wagner, too, as a linebacker. I mean, a lot of things that they can do here. I do like the L.A. Rams to just freaking, uh, I don't know what Rams do, like stampede all over the Falcons, but that's what's going to happen this week. Yeah, butt heads, right? But yeah. 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 No, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I'm mean, They're just, just very much mismatches. It's just probably one of the bigger mismatches of the week. Uh, yeah, going to double day, JJ. Is this the highest spread total of the week? I believe it is. I believe it is. And I mean, it's not saying much because I mean, there's like four other double digit spreads. I mean, it's all like, they're all like 10. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it, like, it's almost like a boring. It's not, I, I don't want to say NFL is boring, but when you see like spreads this high, even on a betting standpoint, it kind of sucks just to bet like on a double digit spread either way. I mean, God, I just, I want like, I like, I love football, but you know, I just, I just wish there were a little bit better games on. It's moved up to 11 at points bet. Points bet now Ooh. has the Rams at minus 11 at minus 105. I'll still take that. Yeah. They're going to win by 17, man. They're going to win by 17. They might even win by 20. There are, there's a lot of double-digit spreads, man. Ooh, man, I didn't even mm-hmm. touch about the Bears one yet. Um, okay, so, yes, you have the largest spread uh, with minus 10.5. I took... The other side at plus nine. So hopefully that will fall right in the middle there. Uh, my last play for uh, this week that I really like is going to be Cardinals plus five and a half, right? And that's at minus 107. Pete, why are you taking the Cardinals? They got their shit kicked in by the Chiefs. Exactly. They got their shit kicked in by the Chiefs, right? Also, Derek Carr threw three interceptions last week with less than 60% cl- completion rate. Cardinals, all they got to do is just stop Devontae Adams. Okay, the Chargers weren't able to do it. He went off for over 140 yards. Um, but Cardinals ranked sixth best in the NFL in yards allowed last season. So they did have a bad matchup with the, the Chiefs right, coming right out of the gate there. Kyler Murray ranked as the sixth best fantasy QB this week. Derek Carr ranked ninth. Both defenses are projected less than five points. So look for points in this game. Raiders had the fewest interceptions in the league last year defensively. Cardinals were about league average. So for a game this close, I will take five and a half with the Cardinals, who I think may might have a little bit of a overreaction from getting their tails kicked in by the Chiefs on Sunday. Yeah, I like that play, man. I do like that play. I mean, Kyler Murray is still hard to defend, and I don't know how good the Raiders defense is because, I mean, what, the Chargers still put up a, a bunch of points up in the 20s. So, I mean, I don't hate it, Pete. I don't hate it at all. Like Thank play. you, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, let's go ahead uh, and last play of my little card that I got for you. I'm looking at the Bills and Titans, and I'm actually going to be taking the under here, under 48. Um, last year, these two teams met. The Titans ended up winning 34-31 in the thriller. Um, and after seeing the Giants put up 22 points against the Titans and also seeing the Bills' offense look unstoppable against uh, L.A. in week one and having all this rest time, I mean, they can, they're going to have 11, 12 days rest. And I think that's why the spread is 
10 points, which I think is crazy. That's majorly disrespectful for the Titans. That's another story. Um, but we know how bad the Titans defense is. However, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit of a low scoring game. I think it's going to be close and competitive. Uh, I think the bills do kind of pull it away towards the end, possibly even win by double digits, but um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, you know, it's going to rely on AJ, uh, you know, it's going to, it's going to rely on Tannehill and, I don't think he's going to be able to throw as much as he wants to. And Vaughn Miller's going to get there. Uh, not really. I mean, Derek Henry's going to have to, you know, have a run game. And I think if they're going to want to control this game, they're going to have to do it on the ground and, and, and clock control. And uh, that's why I think it's going to go under this week. Yeah, JJ, I like that. A Bills team or a Bills defense who allowed averaged allowed 17 points per game last season. Um, I just, I really do love the Bills and, and that defense is just so good. I do like that under 48 as well. I worry about how many the Bills can put up against the Titans because I don't see the Titans putting up, um, I mean, more than, you know, 14 points, more than 17 points, something like that. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I got it at, too. I like that. I like the under um, for that game, JJ. Yep. 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 And now I have... Where is it? I have one more uh, prop play. So we like to do Thursday night games, three of our picks, and then like a DFS or prop that uh, that we're looking at. Okay. So my DFS or prop, um, the prop isn't out yet, so we're not able to give odds, but I'm going with Antonio Gibson anytime touchdown. Um, I don't know if you guys um, watched the Lions last week versus the Eagles, uh, but every touchdown scored against the Lions, this was a rushing TD, okay? Hurts and all three running backs uh, for the Eagles scored a touchdown. Lions gave up an incredible 216 rushing yards last week. Um, Antonio Gibson had 58 yards on 14 attempts, so I think he will feast against this Lions uh, defense, and I like him to score as well. They gave up over 200 yards last week to the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, give me that. Antonio Gibson, anytime touchdown. That's cool, Pete. Like that one. Like that one. I'm going to go ahead and look at something different here. I am going to look at a quarterback, a quarterback that struggled last week, and I kind of want to build a point on a couple other quarterbacks that struggled as well to look at their overs, but some of these lines aren't out, so I don't want to spew out my ass. But let's go <laughs> ahead and look at Trey Lance. Over 16 and a half completions. Last week, dude, the San Francisco 49ers and the Chicago Bears played in a tsunami. Mm. It, was, it was disgusting. They couldn't throw the ball. Can't really do anything. I mean, Trey Lance's first game, you couldn't ask anything worse. I mean, you're playing in a freaking rainstorm with uh against a, a hostile Chicago environment. Um, you're not gonna be throwing for as much as you want to. I think Kyle Shanahan is gonna dial him up some plays, he's gonna get him in the groove of things, and he's playing against a Seattle defense with corners that haven't really played together. That was their first game playing together um uh, this for this year. A couple rookie corners, and I think that uh Trey Lance is gonna look a little bit better this week. I'm not saying you're going to lose your bet, Pete. Don't get me wrong here. But um, I think Kyle Shanahan wants to take advantage of this defense. We saw the Denver Broncos uh, run up, you know, run a few plays. Russell Wilson went off for about 27, 28 completions. He threw the ball about 43 times. He really ate. I mean, it really, he did cook towards the end of the day. They just couldn't punch the ball in. They couldn't punch yeah. the ball in the end zone. So they're more hors d'oeuvres than entrees. Yeah, yeah. I, but again, I think Trey Lance is going to have some opportunity for him this week. It's going to be a little bit better for him. It's in San Francisco. He's going to have the crowd behind him. 
I think Kyle Shanahan's going to look to get him in a groove. I like their over 16 and a half uh, completions. Easy. Easy. Yeah. yeah, that's such a low number too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I just think that for uh, there's a lot of hate on him this week. I think he's going to be a significantly better. He's on my fantasy football team too, so if he throws a few touchdowns, that'll be great. But at the end of the day, there we go. He is slotted uh, to – he's projected 17 and a half – or sorry, 17.7 fantasy points this weekend. They graded his um, matchup as a C-plus versus Seattle. Um, I'm just taking a look at uh, at Fantasy Pros and uh, some of his uh, projections for this upcoming week. Um, past completions, JJ, is at 17.9. Hmm. So okay. – I think he's going to hit 20. I think he's going to hit 20. Right there. So low. So low. Well, yeah, once you be able to uh, handle the ball, it makes throwing the ball a lot easier, right? Yeah, I mean, lost, he lost Elijah Mitchell, too, so he's going to be relying on Jeff Wilson. He might have to throw the ball a little bit more, too. JJ, are you in an ESPN league? No, I'm in a uh, sleeper. Oh, okay. Because I had this wire, uh, the waiver wire. I, was, I thought I was ranked first because I picked last. And then I put in a waiver wire for, yeah, Jeff Wilson and like three other guys got picks before me. I was trying to figure it out. I don't know if it was backwards. No, did yeah. you win your first game? Yeah. But so did two That's of the right. other guys too. Well, did you have the most points in the league? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So you're last in the waiver wire. So if you won your game, you had the most points, you would turn into the last in the waiver wire. That's why it sucks kind of winning because you don't have those opportunities. And shame on you, man. You should be in one of those FAAB budget leagues where you start off with $100 and it's an auction. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I usually just go ride or die with one team for the season, and then that's it. Mm. And then obviously doing this stuff, you know? Well, I mean, no. I mean, I'm just saying it's the, that's the way to pick up a player, right? You get $100 to start off the season, and when you're picking up players, right. instead of being on the waiver wire, you say, I, I submit a bid for 20 you submit a bid for 30 and – you outbid me you get the player right yeah yeah i'll have to talk to james about that maybe he can switch it up james what a rookie (laughs) all right jj did you have anything else uh for us today here um no i mean dude i I mean i i do like uh i am gonna take mike williams to score a touchdown tomorrow uh last last monday night was huge i know you saw the nice hit yeah thank you appreciate it 30 to one first touchdown my first touchdown score tomorrow is probably going to be Mike Williams. Um, fun fact, uh, last year, I think it was a Thursday night game too, uh, Mike Williams literally had three plays designed to him with that when Keenan Allen, I believe, wasn't playing either. Three plays to him in the goal, like in a goal line stance. Off his hands, drop pass, and then like he ended up like getting jacked up on the one and didn't score. Uh, but all the plays were designed to him. I think he's finally going to get in this week. Might have to tell you on that, JJ. You already one and zero on the season. So, I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, uh, first touchdown score only in the primetime games. Not like on a Sunday when you have so much to bet on, but like sure. But like on the prime, I love first down score uh, first touchdown scores. Um. Yeah, I might have to. uh, We'll see if I would do Mike Williams or if I go with Juju. Maybe that would be a fun little side wager as well. Who scores first? There you go. Kelsey scored first for Kansas City last on, on Sunday. So, like, I, I want to hop on them. I think they're going to try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, all right, JJ, is that all you got for me? That's all I got. That's all I got. All right, guys. 
those are the picks for uh, week two. This is Playmakers football betting show. Sheffield Shuffler, JJ taking the points. Gruden, JJ, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you next week. Right? We'll yep. we'll tally up our wins and and see who's who's ahead after week two. Let's do it. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.